At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abemfe rolling alongside Wes Reynolds here on a Saturday. Wes, happy PASPA day, buddy. Yeah, let's, a- let's get absolutely. It going. Uh, it's, we've come a long way, I guess, in the, <laughs> in the last few years with this thing, and it's only getting bigger, so... Uh, Gosh, big, big day today. I know kind of slow yeah. early on in the morning, even though we do have the FA Cup over in London. Uh, the Blues and the Reds, good old-fashioned rivalry, yeah. Chelsea. Or, or, or the Yellows Liverpool. today for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it is the Yellows <laughs> today. Uh, more often than not, the Blues, they have like 20 different. They're like the Oregon of the mm-hmm. Premier League, basically. But this is not a Premier League game. This is the FA Cup, the title in England. So no score first 15 minutes. And then also three game sevens today in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is going to be fantastic. Over these next three hours, we're going to break it all down. Tweet at the show at VEASAN Live on Twitter at Wes Reynolds 1 at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, we have a deep dive into the NFL regular season schedule. It was announced Thursday. We're going to dive deep today, including early week one thoughts. We have, like Wes said, not one, not two, but three game sevens on the ice in the NHL playoffs. We'll examine the card in the second hour. In hour number three, we'll take a look at today's MLB slate. 16 games on the slate because we have an Angels A's doubleheader. We'll see where the 
the value lies on the diamond. Can't wait for 11:15. A PGA Championship primer a week from today. It's going to be moving day at Southern Hills. We'll handicap the card and get you caught up on the news and notes, which there are plenty on the PGA Tour. But first, let's take a look back at what we saw last night in the association. And I want to start in the Eastern Conference, because what a game and what a duel we mm -hmm. saw in Milwaukee between Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Celtics defeat the Bucks 108-95. Boston covers the one-and-a-half-point spread there. Uh, they were the dog. The game goes under the total 212-and-a-half as we have a series-tied 3-3, and the best words in sports, Game 7, will get one tomorrow. Yeah, Femi, you mentioned that duel, and I know the outcome didn't end up being close uh, with the 13-point win for Boston, but... I was getting a little bit of uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes vibes yeah. with Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo going back. We know Giannis, even though he's not he's not the MVP, I consider him the best basketball player in the world, and mm -hmm. I think he's still even getting better, improving that outside shot, improving from the foul line. He was very good from the line last night, but uh, that Jason Tatum guy is pretty good. <laughs> I think right? maybe we can. Uh, it's fair to call him a superstar in the NBA. I, I think he often is kind of like, well, he's kind of just below the precipice. No, I think he's an absolute superstar. 46 points last night and nine rebounds, 17 to 32 from the floor. Boston Celtics get the win. I had the Celtics last night, but I do have a Bucks series price, so it was partially a little bit of a of a buy-off and a hedge-off there, but we are going to get game seven. Uh, road team has won, what, three in a row now in this series, or is it four yeah, in a row? Four, the road team has won four games yes. in this series. Yes, and I think it very well could be five, uh, obviously, uh, still waiting to see what I'm going to do on Sunday, but... Look, uh, the Bucks. I kind of felt were swimming upstream really from the get-go. It was Giannis and Drew Holiday and then nothing yep. much else. Pat Connaughton <laughs> made a he little bit. He played well. Yeah. He did late, and, and I think Bud finally went with him because he was going with Grayson Allen, and uh, Grayson Allen, not a very good night for him. I think he was like a – in the first 19 minutes he played, he was minus 28 plus or minus on Yeesh. the floor. And I know that stat can be kind of misleading, but – yeah, the the Bucks, uh, they they were down, I think, early, and then they just they never really could get over the top. They would make a run, and every single time, Jason Tatum pretty much would hit a big shot, and he did last night. A uh, 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 nice little comeback game too for Marcus Smart. I know you mm -hmm. had the observation, which I thought was very correct after Game Five, that Drew Holiday kind of took his soul. <laughs> well, he got his soul back. Uh, you know, it's almost like when uh, Milhouse sold sold Bart Simpson's soul in The Simpsons. <laughs> And uh, recovered it. So Marcus Smart absolutely got it back. A big-time game for him and a bounce back. And now we get Game 7 in the Garden tomorrow. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere in the Boston Garden. You mentioned Marcus Smart, 21 points in Game 6. Also Jalen Brown, 22 points as well. And the discussion that we had before the playoffs even started, especially about Jason Tatum, for me was – how high can he go? Can mm -hmm. he be that superstar player? Because in the Brooklyn series, I was like, okay, the Nets have the best player in Kevin Durant, no questions asked. Now there are questions to be asked because Jason Tatum, what we saw last night, I think really much certified and solidified himself as a premier guy who you can win a championship with as your best player. 46 in an elimination game on the yeah. road? Like, that's rarefied error right there. Yeah, and you, and really the big difference statistically last night was the Celtics won the three-point game. 17 mm -hmm. makes to seven for Milwaukee, so that's plus 30. That's going to be a big edge in determining the outcome of the game. Uh, got out-rebounded. The Bucks have pretty much owned the rebounding. Celtics, we know, they don't have a ton of size down low so mm -hmm. bud can go big with uh Giannis and bobby portis and even sometimes brooke lopez in there kind of interchanging the latter two but 
Uh, if you really look at what this series has come down to, when the Celtics win, they win the three-point game, uh, 41% to 26%. When Milwaukee wins, it's only 35% to 32%. So the Celtics, because they are at such a size disadvantage down low, they have to shoot a lot more threes and hence make a lot more threes in order to win the game. They just they don't have an answer to stop Giannis. When he gets to the rim, he's yeah. either scoring or he's getting fouled. And you saw that that was the game plan uh, very much early on. So... Game seven, uh, uh, Milwaukee obviously a little bit more used to this being the defending uh, mm -hmm. NBA champions, but you know, tough road. Uh, it feels like Milwaukee has had their chances to like you know close this series, not just last night, but to really kind of take control of the series. And yep. Boston just keeps fighting. So uh, credit to the C's tomorrow. That game is minus five, pretty much across the board. I think it's five and a half at BetMGM and two oh six and a half on the total. Would you, an early thoughts for Game 7, we'll discuss more later on in Hour 3 as well. Would you go under? Because Game 7 unders tend to be the theme every postseason in the NBA. Is this another spot where you'd go under? But that load, that total seems so low. Yeah, and, and I believe uh, I'm looking at the consensus opener, and this might have been just one or two you know, far away place offshore markets that put it up. It was 209 and a half and now seeing as low as 206 and a half. So I think everybody's kind of getting the same idea. Yeah. This might be like an in play type of total because I hate taking an under when it's already moved three points or mm. three and a half points. It's probably going to move a little bit to the under and then probably a little bit before tip off, you'll get a little buyback on the over. Maybe some guys trying to middle if they got that early number. But I, under I, I understand that logic, though. I mean, the real, uh, the real good under situation really in the NBA playoffs is when you get two to two in that game five. Those yeah. things have been money so far, but you look, I think uh, the first half under has hit in every single game in this series, so I expect that that's going to get bet tomorrow. The Western Conference game we saw last night, the Warriors defeating the Memphis Grizzlies 110-96 to win that series in six games. Golden State covers a seven-and-a-half point spread. Didn't look like it, but they had a big fourth quarter outscoring the Grizz 32-19 in that last period. The game goes under the total of 218-and-a-half. And once again, we saw game six clay 30 points, mm -hmm. 8 of 14 from beyond the arc. Yes, mama call him clay. I'm going to call him clay. <laughs> and he, you know, he's been kind of the guy, it's like, man, is he kind of washed up here, you know, mm -hmm. or is he maybe on the, you know, back end of his career, maybe they ought to go with Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, uh, <laughs> at least for the last night, still definitely had gas left in the tank and then some. This was a really weird game because if you, if you yeah. watch the game in terms of a holistic view and take the whole game, it's like, how did Memphis not cover? They were in the game the whole time, and Golden State was... I thought they were going to win the game at yeah, some point. Golden State was playing poorly, too. They had 17 turnovers. What do yeah. they have, like 13 of them in the first half? And they did not really play well, but what I think Golden State did and what they won on this game, and look, we always try to figure out the stats and like, okay, what was the difference here? What was the difference there? There was one stat that was obviously very, very different, and that was the rebounding, 70 to 44 overall. The Golden mm -hmm. State... Warriors, by the way, took 104 field goal attempts last night. 104 shots. That, I that's mean, crazy. You know, I guess you 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 miss the shots that you don't take. But <laughs> you know, Golden State. I thought how they won this game late last night is I thought that just not only the experience, but they out toughed and they out hustled Memphis. 
basically is what they did down the stretch because that game was in the balance with a few minutes left to go. And it felt like Memphis couldn't get any rebounds. Steve uh, or uh, Kevin, what did Looney have? Like Looney 23, tw- 22 rebounds, 22 rebounds last night. And I know some of them went right to him, but still that's being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's hustling. And, I was a little bit surprised Taylor Jenkins went with Steven Adams so much so late because he hasn't had a lot of reps in the playoffs because he was in the COVID protocol. Now, he had come back for about two games in a row and been fairly solid, you know, a nice contributor. But he went with him down the stretch, played him some heavier minutes than he usually does last night and did not go well for the Memphis Grizzlies on the interior. And and credit to Mike Brown there. He's uh, he's not thought of as the best NBA coach. He who's was been, getting much he's, maligned he's on much the Twitter maligned, machine last night. But he did make the adjustment to put Kevon Looney into the starting lineup for last night's game to counter Steven Adams because Taylor Jenkins went to Adams in game five there, and you saw Memphis just beat him up because they had so mm-hmm. much size. So – Brown countered with, all right, let's put in Kevon Looney. Looney now with 22 rebounds. He hit the right touch there and 11 offensive boards. That's how you get 104 field goal attempts. It doesn't. You don't have to be efficient if you're going right. to get 104. Exactly. At the There's a lot of margin for error when you get <laughs> yeah. 25 offensive rebounds, which is what they got last night. And then uh, in terms of the pace, when it's 97.4 or lower, this from uh, Jeff Vogel, who contributes uh, from time to time here on VEASAN, Warriors 5-0 and straight up and against the numbers. So the Warriors, you know, we think that they're like this up-and-down, run-and-gun type of team. Not necessarily so. I think they want a little bit of a slower pace. When they get dragged into kind of a higher pace, you know, going over 100, only 3-3 three and three straight up, 1-5 and five against the numbers. So you kind of saw that materialize at least a little bit early on in the first half because they had so many turnovers, mm-hmm. and it's just like – this is the Warriors, like, here we go again. And, uh, you know, just basically played well for about six minutes, and that's enough to get them to the Western Conference Finals. You win by 14 when you turn the ball over 17 times. And and, and, (laughs) and the game was tied, I think, with like six or seven minutes ago. The Warriors, they exploded. They have punched their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. Who will they meet? It'll be either the Phoenix Suns or the Dallas Mavericks. That game seven tomorrow night in Phoenix. On the other side, we turn our attention to the NFL. The schedule's out, baby. We discuss it next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. During the break, we're talking about all the Game 7s that we have this weekend. And this note from ESPN Stats and Info that I thought was really cool. Seven Game 7s played across today and tomorrow in the NBA and NHL. Mm -hmm. That's a record number. The previous was five back in 2014, where we had five Game 7s all in the NBA. But we get seven, and we'll discuss those all throughout the show. But first, Wes, Let's get into the NFL schedule here. The NFL regular season schedule was announced Thursday evening, and now we've had a couple days to kind of dissect it, massage it, see where the pitfalls are for some of these teams. And let's start with America's team, my beloved Dallas Cowboys. And their schedule is as such. They open the season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then week two, they host the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Things lighten up a little bit with the Giants and the Commanders, but then get tough week five and week six. By week, week nine this is a Cowboys team minus 105 to win the division plus 750 to win the conference and 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl over at BetMGM the sentiment hasn't been great about Dallas this year do you see any pitfalls or potential snags when you look at their schedule of course we start with the Cowboys I, I, I guess Dave Ross is producing the show <laughs> yes, here today me, me uh, and Dave Ross Dallas and uh, John Goulet as well yes yeah we, we're all we're surrounded by Cowboy fans uh, but necessary but the, the buzz has kind of been about the Philadelphia Eagles really and I think rightfully so They've made a lot mm-hmm. of really good moves. Now, this is kind of the Fisher cut bait season, I guess, with Jalen Hurts, and they're certainly putting enough guys around him. <laughs> but, you know, looking at the schedule, obviously you get the first two at home in Jerry World, but you get Tampa Bay, just like you opened uh, last year, but only that time uh, in Tampa. And then you get Cincinnati at home. So, look, uh, they're at least home games. They're going to be small favorites. But still, you get two playoff teams. And then the schedule eases up, at least in the division, for a couple weeks. Uh, I'm just looking late. They do have to finish with two straight games on the road. Which is not ideal. And that's always kind of uh, difficult. And then you get, of course, the Eagles, who I think is your biggest opposition to winning the NFC East. So, you know, just just looking forward to this. uh, I still think Dallas is the right 
rightful favorite. I think the talent gap between them and Philadelphia certainly is closed because on paper you're like, well, Philadelphia might be just as talented as these guys, but there's something to be said at least for a a little bit of playoff experience, albeit it was a short one for the Cowboys losing to the 49ers in in wild card weekend. But look up. I mean, I still think you got to like this Dallas team. I like really what they've done on defense, especially kind of on that defensive line in that front seven uh, with D-Law being healthy, uh, Mm -hmm. seeing if Dante Fowler Jr. has anything left in the tank, and then Terrell Basham as well. But I like what they've done with the front four. And then, of course, Micah Parsons. That first game in Tampa Bay that we referenced just a minute ago, remember when they were like playing him in coverage? It's like, what are you doing? He's kind of lost here. (laughs) Number one, every rookie is going to be lost in the NFL in coverage. Then it's like, okay, let's just line him up and have him go kill the other quarterback. And once they did that, I think the Dallas defense very much improved. So, you know, uh, looking at the schedule, I think it was rated one of the easiest, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was 31st or 32nd, at least based on opponent's record from last year. So that's where I'm getting the context of that rating I'm talking about. But look, it's it, to me, it's a two-team division. Yeah, that, and that's kind of how I see it. And the reason why you're going to get that easiest schedule based on last year's records, and even if you look at win totals as well, it's manageable because you're facing the NFC North and the AFC South, two divisions that are not right. necessarily world beaters yes. as opposed to last year when they played the AFC West. And I believe they lost all four of their AFC West games last mm-hmm. year. Like it, it, They just got demolished by that division, and they really did really well against the NFC. But Dallas, I'm almost looking at this because Philadelphia, I think, is getting a lot of steam in the market, and rightfully so, because they made a lot of really good moves. But like you mentioned, Dallas, they have the best quarterback in the division. They deserve to be the favorite, but I think they do start a little tricky here because you have Tampa Bay where you're a short dog at home week one, about two and a half two, one and a half, wherever you shop. But then after that game, let's say you go one and one and one after those first two, right? You're at New York Monday night. Then you host the Washington commanders, but week five and week six, that's tough at LA. Then at Philadelphia, that is a very tough stretch. Mm -hmm. But after that stretch, could be a buy point if you're interested yeah, Lions, in Dallas. Yeah, Lions and the Bears in the Week 9 buy. And then, uh, the uh, oh, uh, Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay yes. in Week 10 uh, <laughs> at, against uh, Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. And then you get the three-game homestand, uh, the Thanksgiving game with the Giants, and then Matt Ryan and the Colts, and then the Houston Texans. But they do close with those two road games. But that's a good point that you bring up, and I was going to bring that up too not just in terms of division odds, but certain shops are going to have updated season win totals throughout Mm -hmm. the year. I was on primetime action last night with Matt Brown, and we were talking about that. Like, who are the teams that are really maybe going to struggle out of the gate, but, you know, all of a sudden people are going to push the panic button, and then they're like, you know, two and three start. Oh, this team's not very good. That maybe that's when you jump in on on an over on a certain team. Uh, Maybe could be Tampa Bay, because I think their schedule actually starts out pretty difficult. It's tough. Then it really eases up toward the back half of the season but that you know that's what I'm saying with Dallas here because if you look I could see them being three and three after after week six uh, Mm -hmm. for for certain you know maybe they lose one of those two home games and could lose both of those road games but then you see that it does kind of ease up in that middle column there on on the graphic and then even toward the the back half with the Colts and the Texans at home so yeah you know I haven't done any season win totals yet but so I'm just eyeballing it so I'm not necessarily endorsing making a play or anything (laughs) like that right now we need it now (laughs) no I know you gotta have it now exactly yeah but 
11 and 6 kind of seem yeah. like just looking at that schedule, you know, possibility of a 12 and 5, but the conservative estimate I'd probably go 11 and 6. And this was a team that I had circled with their regular season win total under until I really examined their opponents for this upcoming season mm-hmm. and then now the schedule broke how it did for them and I'm like I think I want nothing to do with their season win total. Like right. th- cuz it's sitting it's, at 10 and a half in the market and I with that, that is a very manageable schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I like the point that you brought up there. Call the middle column, column B, and then column C, the far right column. Both of those are very manageable. I'm looking at the middle column there, and I see the only game where they're going to be guaranteed an underdog is probably at Green Bay. Yeah, and that's if Green Bay is fully healthy, as long as Rodgers doesn't get hurt or anything like that. Because at the Minnesota Vikings, that's probably a pick 'em at worst. Maybe for them. a small maybe a, favorite. Maybe a small favorite, but they're going to be favored against the Lions. Remember, They'll didn't be favored they against the Bears. Went up in Minnesota with when, Cooper Rush. Yes, with Cooper Rush <laughs> yeah. when uh, the whole market. Came in on the Minnesota Vikings. I think I think I yep. actually had plus three with the opener. This was before Dak Ooh. was even being ruled out. And then I think Minnesota like closed like four and a half or five in a market because I remember seeing that go yeah. and go and go. I'm like, oh gosh, should I buy out or do I say, okay, I've got over a touchdown of the best number, you know, sit and wait, which is what I elected to do. And then of course Dallas gets the win. <laughs> yeah, it that was pretty the, much sealed Mike Zimmer's fate. By the way, I it was think the Minnesota it, coach. It was the Cooper game. Cooper rushed to Amari Cooper. Yes, that, that dynamic duo could not be stopped there in the Twin Cities. But I think this Dallas team, those two columns, I think is where after week six, you might be able to buy in on the Cowboys if you like them to maybe go to the mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship game or if you like them to maybe go to the Super Bowl and win that. Um, just because that first six weeks, it's a little tough. As long as there's no injuries after those first six weeks, I think it can get interesting for this team down Now, the let me ask you as a, as a fan of uh, the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and also not just a fan, you don't let that cloud your betting. No, because I, I was looking to bet under. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but look at this what kind of concerns you about this roster to me it's the lack of depth I think that on the roster you know the offensive line it, it, it really kind of deteriorated it, down the stretch well, it last looks year like that rookie's gonna start and, too Tyler yeah, Smith Tyler Smith also. is he's probably gonna plug in at left guard there but if they have any injury on that old line I think it can become problematic because they're always at their best when they can run the ball in the exactly. pass the ball. Like, and, I, and it I, sounds I, obvious. I've said that for years. I said that when Jason Garrett was there. I was like, yeah. dude, run the football. Because that's the, that's the, been the bread and butter with and those old linemen. Because that's when they still had Travis Frederick uh, mm-hmm. before he retired, and they had a young Tyron Smith, very, very talented, Zach Martin. They had one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yep. And he just kind of refused to run the ball, I I think, and, you know, got a little maybe happy with the passing to the tight end. And, yeah, I still think Dallas, though, one thing I did see, I did see a little bit that Zeke has something left in the tank. I don't think Zeke Mm. is the home run hitter. I think Tony Pollard is your big play guy. But Zeke can be your kind of plug and chug, you know, move the chains type of guy. And when those guys are running and you're kind of dispersing the carries equally between those two, I thought their run game was very effective at times. The wide receiver position also concerns me. Early on, Michael Gallup, he tore his ACL in January. Who knows when he'll get back. He might be a guy who starts the year on the pup list. So those first six weeks there that we talked about, it could be tough on mm-hmm. the passing game, just relying on C.D. Lamb. Dalton Schultz has become a favorite of Dak Prescott to target there. So I'm a little concerned about the passing game early on in the season. Maybe when Gallup gets back and they can get things kind of going a little bit later. But I think early on, they're going to have to try to rely on that running game. We'll see how Tyler Smith can fit into that offensive line. But if they can run the ball, I think they can kind of 
keep their heads above water a little bit there early Let on. Let some but of these newer receivers develop, too. You got James yeah. Washington in from Pittsburgh, and then a couple guys you got in a draft, a couple free agents. You know, the backups, I think they got to have time to develop. Of course, now no Cooper. He is now yeah. in Cleveland. Basically gave him away. So you got to give these time guys, I think, time to develop a little bit. Yeah. It, it's always interesting down in Dallas, and it'll be interesting for this 2022 season. Looks easy on paper, but not, might not be to start off the season. One team that could be intriguing, though, is Big Blue in this division. New York Giants first-year head coach Brian Dable. We discuss their schedule next here on B. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bets, emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside Wes Reynolds here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We're talking schedules here, and we're going to continue with this NFC East theme. The New York Giants are a very interesting team. They've been an interesting team throughout the draft process with their new general manager, Joe Shane, and their new head coach, Brian Dable, coming over from Buffalo, now in the Meadowlands. And this team had a pretty good draft, mm-hmm. picks five and seven, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, Evan Neal out of Alabama. But when you look at their schedule, because now we got to get down to the brass tacks of the schedule, the games that they'll be playing, they start the year at Tennessee, which I think is a very interesting betting opportunity here on the road in Nashville. Then they come home for a game against the Carolina Panthers, the Dallas Cowboys, Chicago Bears. They go to London to take on the Green Bay Packers. So a very manageable schedule, I think, early on because of a lack of travel. But what do you make of this giant schedule as they begin a new regime out there in the Meadowlands? Yeah, after week one, uh, by the way, uh, the Giants don't play a real true road game until week seven when they go mm-hmm. down to Jacksonville because you mentioned they do have that game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London against the Packers in week five. So I said that this was a two-team division. I still think it is in terms of winning it, but I do think that the Giants are going to be better. And look, early returns on Joe Shane were very good. It's kind of hard not to have good early returns when you have uh, two of the first seven picks. So it's like, okay, those both filled needs. You know, you needed an offensive tackle. You needed a pass rusher. You filled both those needs. And But by and large, I think the Giants had a pretty good draft. I definitely think that there's an upgrade in coaching on this roster with Brian Dable. I know he's a first-time head coach, but we know he's fairly highly thought of as an offensive coordinator. And, you know, when you're a really good coordinator and you're first interviewing for jobs, it kind of takes a year or two through the cycle before you get the job where you know eventually they're going to get one. But, 
you know, a lot of people thought very highly of Brian Dable, and I, I knew that he was going to get a job somewhere. Now he's in New York. They do get Wink Martindale in mm-hmm. as defensive coordinator. I know, uh, it, you know, he got fired in Baltimore, but I think Martindale has been a really good defensive coordinator and very well highly thought of. So, And, and also, I don't mean to cut you off here, but Brian Dable's replacing Joe Judge. Yes. Like, like, like that, I think, is yeah, why we also why. buy into this because the last guy was out there saying God knows what in those press conferences at the end of the month there in mm-hmm. the last portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Now you get someone who has a little bit more stability, at least from what we saw in his previous tenure as the OC in Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the I, I do think that the coaching, I'll go back to that, was an upgrade. It is going to be uh, Mike Kafka, the former Northwestern quarterback, yep. is now the uh, offensive coordinator there in New York, uh, was the passing game coordinator and the QB coach for uh, some guy named Mahomes in Kansas City. So, uh, you know, he's been around good quarterbacks, so maybe he can bring that mojo to Daniel Jones. And obviously that's the biggest question on this Giants roster is it's like, okay, this is like Daniel Jones's last chance, you know, to really prove that he can be the franchise quarterback for this franchise. Tyrod Taylor got brought in as the backup. So we know Tyrod Taylor pretty much throughout his entire career, it's like, He's always good enough to have around, and he's good enough to start in a pinch, but he's never really quite to the level where it's like he's the guy. But nevertheless, that is a very good backup that I think could give Daniel Jones a challenge. Saquon Barkley's health is always a big question for the Giants. If he is healthy, I think that gives them a different dynamic in that offense altogether. But I just look at this offense, and they seem to have at least a little bit more talent at the receiving position and also on the offensive line, because one of the things that hurt the giants last year is when they had like two or three healthy wide receivers, like they were always on the injured list, but you've still got Galladay. You've got uh, uh, Sterling Shepard. Who knows what happens with Tony Slayton is back. Wondale Robinson. They drafted in the second round out of mm-hmm. university of Kentucky. But I just think when I look at this roster, you know, top to bottom, it does have more talent. So you got to think that it's going to be a little bit more competitive. And then of course the schedule for all these NFC East teams playing, uh, was it the AFC South where, yeah. you know, there's not really a world beater in that division. So, So I think the Giants are going to be improved. I still think, you know, they're a year or two away from really competing in this division, but I would expect that they are going to be a better team than we saw last year. Uh, Well, looking at their schedule, here's kind of what stood out to me and I thought was really interesting. One division game in the first 11 weeks there. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It uh, could be a good thing for a young team because, uh, look, uh, some and, and, and some of the other teams, I think it was the Jets, they play like all divisional yeah. games basically to start in the first four weeks. And, you know, I think it's probably good for a young team because your division, even though it's only six games out of a 17-week uh, schedule – but you're still judged on your division, you know, beat mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's like conference play, beat the teams in your conference. That's how you're judged. And, but I think it's probably a good thing, you know, to kind of not really get put into the pressure cooker where you got to play the Cowboys and the Eagles right away. And then all of a sudden, if you lose to, it's like, eh, we feel like we're at the bottom of the division, but the schedule is, as we said, was manageable. And it's kind of going back to like the Dallas get, uh, schedule in the last segment, that column B even though you've yeah. got three road games out of five, but you go to Jacksonville, could be a winnable game on the road. Seattle could, could be a winnable, be winnable game on the road. Tough place to play, but obviously Seattle predicted to be well at the bottom of the NFC West. Then you get a bye. You get the Texans and the Lions come in, and then you go to Dallas. You know, And I think that may be where you could see the Giants at least get a little bit of momentum where they can win two, three, four in a row, even four in a row. That might be a little bit too much, but, <laughs> you know, 
you, you kind of get into that. And then obviously, as you mentioned, you're back ended from a division game. You get the commanders twice and you get the Eagles twice in the final six weeks. I think the way their schedule sets up, if you are bullish on the New York Giants, I think that this is kind of a favorable schedule because you get to see quite a bit of data points mm-hmm. before they get into the meat of the division. Because I'm looking at this team as a potential long shot to possibly win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. They don't play those teams until about week 12 outside of the Cowboys game week three. So you can really get 11 weeks of data of, right. okay, is this team legit? And are they good enough to compete with these other teams in their division? Because the division is going to be decided for the New York Giants in the second half and in the December month mm-hmm. of the regular season, starting on Thanksgiving Day. Like, there's a lot of data points leading up to that to where you can actually find out if this team can take a shot at one of these division leaders. Yeah, and and I think it's a good thing maybe for a new coach to to not get necessarily thrown in the division games. You got Tennessee, interesting game. Uh, who knows what Tennessee is going to be? They're a playoff team, but obviously you know, Ryan Tannehill, there's a little bit of discord there. I think, you know, hey, I'm not going to mentor uh, the kid Malik <laughs> Willis out of Liberty because, look, they know that maybe this is the guy that might be taking his job. So, yeah. you know, and then they traded A.J. Brown. So who knows with Tennessee? You've got Carolina that I think is still kind of determining what they want to be in terms of the quarterback position, especially you might have a coach on the hot seat. Then you get Dallas at home. Then you get Chicago at home, another first-year head coach. You get a Green Bay that have they taken a step back? Uh, you know, we shall see. I, I don't I don't think – I wouldn't predict them to win that game. No. But I think the schedule early on is at least manageable where they're not, like, put right into the pressure cooker immediately. The interesting thing to me about these new head coaches, and I asked Michael Lombardi this on our podcast, The GM Shuffle, which make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, but early on, when you're taking on a new head coach for the teams like the Tennessee Titans, Carolina Panthers, Dallas Cowboys, and I'll even throw in the Chicago Bears, they don't really know what Brian Dayball is going to do. Because he's never been a head coach before. He's been an offensive coordinator, so he might have some tendencies as a play caller. Mm-hmm. But Brian Dayball, the head coach, is has never been seen. Right. Like, they might be able to sneak up on some teams early in the season. Yeah, absolutely. He's an enigma, and you don't really know what he's going to do in terms of how he's going to manage, what culture he's going to bring to the organization. Like I mentioned earlier, I think the coaching is very good. I think, you know, having Wink Martindale, an experienced defensive coordinator there, you've got a young OC in Mike Kafka, but everybody's got to call their first game at some point. Like Mike Kafka has never been an offensive coordinator in the mm-hmm. league, but every great coordinator that's become a great head coach has had to call his first game. So, and I think Brian Dable probably will share a little bit of the play calling duties early before he maybe gives it away and realizes, okay, okay. I don't want to necessarily micromanage the deal. So yeah, I, I, I look at the Giants going forward. A lot of it is going to be health. You're just worried that, okay, Saquon Barkley is going to get hurt again, and then all of a sudden, you know, the depth really, the lack of depth may show mm-hmm. on this roster, especially in terms of the running game. But the bottom line is Daniel Jones has got to be, take better care of the football. He cannot fumble, and that's what he's done basically the first three years in New York. So this is the Fisher cut bait season. Like I was saying for Jalen hurts in Philadelphia, it certainly is for Daniel Jones uh, to get the giants back in a New York groove. <laughs> there it is right there. Daniel Jones under a lot of pressure after getting his fifth year option declined. We'll see if he can live up to it in the 2022 season. You mentioned Jalen hurts and the Eagles. We're going to talk about them next. Is it fly Eagles fly? That seems to be the sentiment in the market. We discuss it. This is betting across America presented by BetMGM. MGM. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code CODE200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Family of Bemfay West Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, going over the NFL regular season schedule as a big NFL fan. Uh, I mean, I was just absolutely thrilled when the schedule was announced Thursday evening. It was like almost like Christmas morning for me, getting the, mm-hmm. the who, what, when, and now the where for all of these games. And it is going to be a lot of fun coming up here in just about, you know, 
four months away. I think I'm kind of Switzerland on the NFL you, you schedule are? because I think there are people like yourself that get very excited. I mean, uh, injected into the veins. When, when it's released and then seeing the matchups. And then there are some people that are like anti-NFL schedule. Yeah. So I'm like kind of in the middle because I'm always curious to see, okay, what were the primetime games? I'm a Colts guy. So I was like, how many primetime games do we get? How many are going to be on the road? Because it seems like the Colts are always on the road yes. in a primetime game. So it's like, okay, we finally got a couple home games this year at least the anti-schedule people and we'll move on after that. I just want to make this point those people can just go kick rocks because <laughs> you, you know what like you can I'm go over to here, hell I'm over here having fun there's some things that you guys like that I think yeah. are lame but yeah. I keep quiet about it because I'm know. like you know what enjoy yourself that's not my every, prerogative every, every guy, everybody's <laughs> got to pee in somebody else's corn exactly. on something I'm on like, social media because like when I tweet about stuff whether it's music or certain sports or maybe I'm watching a wrestling show or something somebody's always I can't believe you like that I'm like you know we all dig what we dig man yes Life is too short. I'm going to enjoy what I enjoy. You enjoy what you enjoy. And I'm not going to bother you, so don't bother me. With that said, the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) Let's take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. They are the hot team in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. And and the NFC is a dark horse, Super Bowl caliber team. And they opened their season. I thought it was very fascinating because I think this sets up really well for Eagles backers. They start at Detroit, home for Minnesota Monday Night Football, then at the Commanders, home Jacksonville, on the road at Arizona, and then they host Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football before their bye week. That early portion of the season, I think they can get off to a really good start. I'm looking at, I mean, I'd be stunned if they're worse than four and two. Right. What do they say? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Well, sometimes it is how you start because there's this little thing called momentum Mm -hmm. that can exist. And you look at that schedule. Yes, it's on the road at Detroit, Minnesota at home, at Washington, Jacksonville at home. You're going to be favored in all those games. And then you go to Arizona, which is still going to be without DeAndre Hopkins, I believe. Good time to catch him. In week five. So, And then, of course, you get Dallas coming in, and that's kind of like the step up in class. Like, maybe this team could be 5-0 and after after five weeks. And it's like, okay, are you ready? Because there's always that situation where you get that young, plucky upstart, and then they get one of the elite teams. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to show you, I think, where they are. And if they lose, then people kind of overreact like, see, they weren't that good and then if they somehow win it's like okay Super Bowl they're going to you know that people in Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports fans are some of the most rational human <laughs> beings you've ever met in your yeah, life right? or <laughs> ever heard from I mean they they never overreact to anything there in the city of brotherly love but nevertheless <laughs> look opportunity for a good start you get the bye week early too so you know, then you don't get like, let's say you beat the Dallas Cowboys and all of a sudden you're five and one, six and oh, and you're kind of feeling yourself and puffing out your chest. Then you don't get the letdown spot the very next week. Cause that's what I always like to look at in the schedules, yeah. like looking at the spots, looking at the situations where it's like, okay, they play some middling opponent. That's the perfect time to get beaten week seven, but they don't have an opponent in week seven. And then uh, getting to come back home again uh, uh, with uh, Pittsburgh at home and, you know, Look, all these East schedules are are very are very manageable. I think probably it's a little bit tougher in the back end. Like when we say, you know, column C, when you get more of the division opponents and yeah. you get more road games. But look, uh, 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 just a, a lot of big matchups too for the Eagles. I mean, the home matchup against Dallas, the home matchup against Green Bay in Week 12, those could be hurdles, but those are both primetime games. Four of the Eagles' five night games are at home. 
So that's obviously, obviously very good. Uh, you know, Carson uh, Wentz uh, returns to Philadelphia in week 10, and then you play him, of course, in week three. So you get the Carson Wentz versus Philly very early on. And then week 16 down in Jerry World, that's when they get Dallas, like I was saying. I think the back third, if you will, of the schedule is a little, you know, is a little bit more difficult. So <laughs> those are the games, obviously, that are going to be the most important determining the division title. And I thought those first two columns, column A, column B for the Eagles, very manageable. This mm-hmm. team, I think, is going to get off to a really good start. But they, I think they got a little bit of a bone to pick with the schedule makers because you look at weeks 14, 15, 16 at New York, at Chicago, and then you have the at Dallas game mm-hmm. there as the third straight road game yeah. in three consecutive weeks there. And that game could decide who wins the NFC East. It's such a tricky spot there for Philadelphia, and it almost kind of marries the point that we made with Dallas of maybe wait to bet Dallas probably once we get into that column B section Mm -hmm. of the season there because having that favorable spot is really advantageous for an Eagles team that before the draft you could have got plus 350, plus 300. Now you're looking at plus 230, plus 225 in the market with the sentiment being so strong. Because they look like one of, I think, the clear winners in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Howie Roseman, I think, was getting praised pretty much across the board. And look, you get a bonafide number one receiver. Look, you drafted a guy in the first round last year, by yeah. the way, too, and Devontae Smith. He's so, pretty good. Yeah, so they got Smith. They've got Brown. They've got uh, Zach Pascal, who's kind of an, a sneaky, under-the-radar free agent. He was with Nick Sirianni in Indianapolis, so he comes over. You have Greg Ward. Uh you have, obviously, a pretty deep backfield. It's kind of a backfield by committee. Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott. So the weapons are there for Jalen Hurts, and I think that the offensive line, as long as they're healthy. Remember two years ago when Wentz was still there and then Hurts eventually took over toward the end of the season? Mm -hmm. I don't think the Eagles ever had the same five guys start two games in a row. (laughs) They were banged up the whole whole season. So now, you know, now that these guys are healthy and you got a little bit of depth – I think this offensive line is going to be very good. I like Jonathan Gannon also as the defensive coordinator. They got Jordan Davis uh, out of Georgia. They get N'Kobe Dean also out of Georgia. Maybe it's a good idea to draft Georgia defenders since they were like the best defense in college football for basically the last 20 years. You could do a lot worse than taking the Georgia defenders there. Jordan Davis, I absolutely love him. He's one of the, my planet theory guys. People like that, that big, that fast, they mm-hmm. don't make them a lot. So mm-hmm. whenever you get a chance to draft one of them, and, you should do that. And a pretty good guy in front of him and Fletcher. Cox, who comes back for mm-hmm. another year. I, now, I think Fletcher probably is like, yeah, I'll mentor the young buck here. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll help him out a little bit. But there is a lot more talent on this defense. Now, the secondary can be a little shaky for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So that's something you worry about. I like getting Hassan Reddick. Uh, he, they got him from Carolina. He was off a career year just a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in Arizona. So maybe still a little bit left for Reddick. Let's take a look at the NFC East strength of schedule here because that's been the kind of talk about this division of a wow it's such an easy schedule because they get to play each other and a lot of people think that like oh the nfc east they're getting boosted but no it has to do with the divisions that they're playing in addition to also playing each other here and all these all four of these teams have manageable schedules based off of last year's win percentage now you can poke holes in any strength of schedule metric Mm -hmm. because injuries and situational spots are all going to play a factor once we actually get into the regular season but Philadelphia tied for 30th. You see Dallas and Washington tied for 31st. The New York Giants tied for 29th there. This Eagles team, we just went over the schedule outside of that third uh, straight road game against the Cowboys. No real tricky spots. Is this a team that you would take a flyer on to possibly win the Super Bowl? 
you know, I think if you're going down the board and not going with the obvious favorites, the Bills, the Chiefs, and those teams, that would be one that I would be willing to look at that's a little bit down kind of toward the middle of the board because I think if you're doing Super Bowl features and you're getting a portfolio here, you want to have maybe one or two chalky teams. It's kind of like what I did last year when I had the Rams at 14-1. to 1. They were kind of a mm-hmm. chalky, higher-end team, but I thought that they were in good position. Then you take the shots at maybe some of the 30s and the 40 to ones, maybe, you know, Indianapolis. I'm not necessarily recommending that. I'm just giving that as an example. Mm. But I think Philadelphia, absolutely from a talent standpoint, they're not out talent in this division by Dallas at all. Dallas still the rightful favorite because they have the best quarterback, like you were saying, but just the upgrades that they have in talent. And I think maybe, you know, these young coaches, this is a very young coaching staff, by the way, with Nick Sirianni as the head coach, Shane Steichen, the former UNLV running rebel is the offensive coordinator. (laughs) And then Jonathan Gannon, but I think it's a very good staff, but it's a very young staff. So it takes a little bit of time. So yeah, Philadelphia, I think is definitely on the upswing. Eagles right now at BetMGM, 40 to 1. And based on their start of at the schedule. At 40 to 1, that is worth at least a little yes. shot. Like, I don't think you're going to get a better price than that once we get into the mm-hmm. season because it starts pretty favorable here for Philadelphia. On the other side, we continue to send out an SOS. More strength of schedule <laughs> talk here from a league perspective. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM, baby. Let's go. NFL schedule is out. We're pumped about it. Hope you are too. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.